Welcome to Noble's 24-7's On The Bench Podcast. This is Brendan Sinone. This is our second live recording. Second. It's weird. I'm looking at both you guys in the eyes. It's very intimate. Is it weird that Chris and I are swag surfing as we get started? Don't mind. Da-na-na-na-na. All right. So we have been on the bench, literally, figuratively, emotionally. For much of the last 10 hours. <laughs> Very for, emotionally. <laughs> and, for, and for Chris, uh, for most of the last three days, <laughs> years, days. Uh, but we were all out here to cover the, uh, the exit interviews, if you will, of Mike Norvell's first official visit weekend as Florida State's head coach. Uh, sum it up quickly, it was productive until the final few hours when we didn't get any other interviews. Uh, but but generally speaking, it was a productive, uh, not from our coverage standpoint, but Mike Norvell, I think as a recruiter at Florida State, I think he showed some things. So with that in mind, guys, uh, what were your general impressions uh, before we get into uh, unpacking everyone who is here? I think it seemed like it ran on point, on schedule. It's hard to say exactly went on what went on inside, but the way that they came in at the end and then the way that they went out, it seemed like they had a plan. It seemed like... Um, each guy got his own time with Coach Norvell and then departed, um, you know, reasonably after meeting with him. So first big visit weekend in the books. Chris, what were your... Well, I mean, they had damn near 20 kids in here in the last few days, and it felt like every kid got equal attention and that it was done efficiently and it was done with a plan that was executed. Um, I think we've learned very quickly in the last week with some of the things that have occurred in recruiting is that Mike Norvell is a very direct person Mm -hmm. with kids. Alex Akevich is a kid that came here committed, left here not committed, and that's because essentially FSU and him parted ways. FSU doesn't need interior alignment. They view him as one. They'd much rather use that number out of position when they need it. I think he mentioned running back specifically as one they mentioned as needing a number at. You know, we see that. We know what transpired with Jeff Sims a week ago or within the last week. You know, they went out immediately, got quarterbacks. I just feel like we've kind of seen they have a clear idea of what they want to execute and they know how to go about doing it, that there's a plan when something is done. It's not just kind of flying by the, by the seat of their pants. And even when – well, if we're talking about things being organized or being direct, uh, even at the very end, uh, Chubba Purdy was the last prospect to leave – uh, he had been a little bit delayed in coming to to FSU for the official visit and then was hustling to make his flight on the way back. Uh, Kenny Dillingham, again, very direct, said, hey, do you want to talk to these guys here? He said, no, we don't have time. Got to go. And that was it. Like, that was cool. It was direct. It was easy. Uh, there weren't sneaking guys you know, around or whatever. I appreciated that, even though we did wait for a few hours to get them and, and did it. So uh, I want to go down the list of guys who were here for the official visits. Let's start off, though, with uh, the guys who we didn't get and just be transparent right uh so start off with with Chubba Purdy the Louisville commit uh he was here from where he arrived 10 o'clock 11 o'clock he got in uh I believe it was Saturday afternoon around 2 p.m if I remember I'm here today for the exit yeah oh yes today yeah he got here Saturday at 2 p.m he left this afternoon just before 5 p.m on Sunday um some of the reason he was late to the whole visit as a whole is he won, I believe it was Arizona High School Player of the Year, and he was presented that award late Friday. Excuse me, there were some travel issues getting here, so a little late, but they got a lot of time in with him. He went to two practices. He was connected at the hip with Dillingham the whole time he was here. He's a kid that they like a lot. There's some relationships there from Dillingham and Norvell's ties to Arizona. 
And, you know, Purdy's a kid that they like. They want two high school quarterbacks. I think they've been very direct with him and Tate Rodemaker, who they had in a couple days ago and who they landed a commitment from, about the fact that they want two in this class. Purdy is committed to Louisville. As far as we know, he left the visit, still committed to Louisville. But we shall see how that develops. Yeah, and I don't take it one way or another, the fact that he didn't speak. I think a lot of times when kids are committed to other schools, sometimes just out of respect, you don't want to go on and on about how great of a visit it was to Florida State while you're committed to another program. And he's also got a tough decision to make. I mean, three days from now, he's going to be signing with somebody. It's either going to be the program he's committed to or FSU. So I could understand that. And also we did overhear them saying as they were leaving, one of the um, assistant GAs or somebody said, you know, your, your guys got to go. Your plane's leaving like right now. So um, there was a sense of urgency to get out. But um, I wouldn't look into it one way or another, the fact that he did not speak afterward. I would go ahead. What's the, we were talking about this on the bench. What's the hit rate? of someone not wanting to conduct an interview with the media after a visit and them actually committed. It's good more than it's bad. I would say, I would right? Say so too, the the yeah. metric there would probably point in favor of that. Not that we're saying he committed, yeah, but... I would just a, say throughout the years. It's a kid from Arizona who flew across the country to inconvenience himself on the final visit weekend before an early signing period. When he I had mean, never visited anywhere else interest other is than legit. Like, yeah. It's not one of these things where this was just for the heck of it or go check out Florida. Yeah. And, uh, interest is legit there. And from what we could see, Dad walked out with an FSU hat on. The goodbye wasn't a formal goodbye. It didn't sound like they were, you know, conducted a business meeting and we're shaking hands i mean dad was yelling back at some of the coaches merry christmas yeah Yeah, it was warm it was you know all things considered not knowing what happened um it just looked like they had an enjoyable time and dad is from florida initially right or lived in florida dad played college baseball at miami i believe there's a sister that is playing softball in florida these days for college ball um, so Chubba's yeah, sister's playing softball? I believe that's what okay. it was, and I want to say it's uh, Southeastern down in Central in, Florida. In Lakeland? Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's clear Florida ties. I believe Dad may originally be from the St. Cloud area before he went to UM for college baseball. Dad played in the minor league system for several years. So good family. Yeah. Obviously, his brother's at Iowa State. So that'll be an interesting one to kind of chase the next few days, and we're obviously mm-hmm. going to try to follow up with Chubba or other sources and, and see what we can get. Uh, someone else who was a big uh, a big presence here this weekend, but we were not able to uh, secure an interview with, was uh, Morvin Joseph, the former Florida State commitment, also a former Florida commit, but most recently Florida State. He decommitted uh, shortly after, not even shortly after, what, like a month after the Willie Taggart uh, firing. Yeah, essentially but, two weeks ago. But so yeah, he's he's basically been on the market. He's taken official visits to Tennessee and to Florida recently. I think went into this weekend thinking that Tennessee was a favorite for him. Getting him back on campus, though, uh, absolutely huge for Florida State. Yeah, he's spoken about making a decision on December 19th, which is Thursday. Signing day is actually a three-day period for the early signing period, so a kid can sign on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Um, In Mormon's case, he's a huge priority and a huge need for FSU. They desperately need players that can come off the edge. The other thing with him, he's a relationships-based kid. He loves him some Odell Higgins. The fact that Odell is being retained at FSU I think is important. I do think he was disappointed when he found out Odell wouldn't be the head coach. I thought Odell was retiring. So but I think that's one of those things that can be smoothed over when you spend 24, 48 hours in Tallahassee. Morgan came up yesterday afternoon, mid-afternoon. From my knowledge, he got here around dinner time last evening. So he spent basically 24 hours in Tallahassee. But he's been here several times. I think him having a chance to sit down with Odell, to meet Coach Fuller, the new defensive coordinator, and to also get some face-to-face time with Mike Norvell is important. 
FSU has swung, taken their shot. We'll see if it's enough to sway him away from Tennessee, who I think is where his recruitment had trended to in recent days. Yeah, um, I don't have too much to add, but I got a good source over at Tennessee that has been really telling me all week that his biggest concern was Florida State. And I had even said, you know, well, Morgan eliminated Florida State. And the person I was talking to just said, you know, I know Odell Hagens, and I'm not counting Florida State out as long as Odell's recruiting the kid. And um, sure enough, Morgan Joseph showed up at, in Tallahassee, and it explains why Tennessee has some concerns. So I'm not – I don't know which way it's going to go. I don't know which way it's going to go. We're going to have to dig on that a little bit. Those two guys, as well as Kendall Dennis from Lakeland, are prime examples of Norvell showing a little recruiting strength off yeah. the bat. He got you know, Purdy to come cross-country to visit. Only other visit I know he's taken since his Louisville commitment. You get Mormon Joseph, a guy who kind of had buried you a few days ago saying it's mm-hmm. going to be between these two. You get him back on campus. You get Kendall Dennis, a kid who's heavily trended towards Clemson and Oklahoma in recent days. You get him to come up for a visit. Give him one last shot. Without parents, correct? For yeah, in Kendall's case, it was without parents. Yeah, let's um, get to Kendall. I don't feel optimistic after he's getting Kendall Dennis. I think he's going to Oklahoma as things stand right now. That's what I expected coming into the visit. I spoke to him as he was departing. I didn't get the feeling that FSU is the one that it's going to end up being. I think if they had been more aggressive for a longer time, including the previous staff, that they would have had a better shot. Yeah. He did in part come because he's real tied with Brendan Gant. Gant had kind of pleaded with him to come up, give him a chance, learn about Fuller and the new staff, Coach Norvell and the new staff. And he did that. And he did say he liked what he learned. I know he checked out some of Saturday's practice. I don't know if he got back out there for a portion of today, Sunday's practice. But he took it in. Uh, the, well, two other guys that we were not able to – no, that's, that's not true. One other guy that we were not able to get an interview with uh, after the official visit today, that is four-star wide receiver Brian Robinson. Uh, whether, you, whether you want – oh, that wasn't my phone this time. That was not my phone this time. I learned how to mute it. Don't put that evil on me. Uh, Brian Robinson, who, uh, who we believe at one point was silently committed to Florida State in the ring-ring ring era. <laughs> Uh, but but regardless, comes back to uh, to Florida State to check out the campus again. The fact that Ron Dugans is retained and will be retained uh, moving forward, and he'll be part of the full time staff under Mike Norvell, I think is a huge factor here. We'll get into that with some of the other guys. Josh, what do you have on Brian Robinson? Someone who we were not able to uh, to confirm or to at least uh, get yeah, an interview we, with after. We were wondering where he was, and at about two fifteen p.m., I I text a good source close to Brian and asked if they were still on campus. He said. Um, they left first thing this morning. So Brian Robinson hit the road early this morning. Um, I checked. I asked a couple questions with my source. Um, from what I heard, great. A bunch of exclamation marks. He said um, the parents enjoyed it and felt like it was the right situation for the family. Um, still no decision. Uh, I pressed him a little bit more on, on all that. Um, right now, I expect Brian Robinson to go home, talk it over. But I got my crystal ball in Florida State. I'm not changing it. I don't, I don't think I'll change it between now and signing day. It, I still like the odds. I mean, we always talk about follow the visits, right? Brian Robinson has visited FSU five or six times this calendar year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And, and what, are the other, what are the other options right now? <laughs> I mean, Nebraska? Hit, Nebraska, Miami. Uh, Clown program. Florida just never – Florida was really weird with him. They, they never they never really pressed him. I'm not sure what Florida's doing at wide receiver. It doesn't look like they're recruiting all that great at that position, but they never did an in-home visit with him. 
Um, he was supposed to go to the FSU game, wasn't he? Was he was supposed to go to the FSU game. And then Matt two Florida. weekends later, he's supposed to go for an official. That never showed up. Like, he had three visits, I think, this season scheduled to Florida that never, never materialized. For whatever reason. I don't know if it's on his end or the other, but I don't consider Florida an option. So, like, where are we really going with Brian Robinson at this point? Six visits to FSU or one to Nebraska and one to Pitt? You know the first person to put a crystal ball in for Brian Robinson? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me and, who. <laughs> and then a uh, running joke on the podcast, uh, astute, astute listeners know. Uh, the last guy we were not able to get in touch with while on campus, but uh, but our own Zach Blostein has a, a VIP exclusive interview with him. That's Josh Griffiths, the Louisville commitment. Chris, since you posted the story, I'll give you the honors of, of recapping Griffiths' visit. Yeah, <laughs> I told him I edited it, but I didn't. Hey, Griffiths is another kid decommitted during the coaching transition. A big attachment for him to FSU is Odell Hagen's. You know, you think Odell's getting retained, that helps, but then he goes and commits to Louisville about a week ago. I think we're going to see one more flip in that recruitment. I think at the end of the day, Josh is going to end up in Tallahassee. I think that he likes FSU. He certainly likes Odell Higgins. He's very much on the record about that. I think this weekend was about meeting Norvell, meeting Adam Fuller, figuring out what the future direction of this program is and figuring out if he fit into that. And I think obviously he understands they have drastic need at that position. So... I think, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever he makes his final decision, I think it will end up being FSU in the end. Common theme of this podcast is going to be that Odell Higgins can still recruit a little bit. Just a tad. Shocking, right? I know that other places said otherwise. Uh, let's see. Going down the list now. Let's start off with, with Manny Rogers uh, from, from Jensen Beach, uh, another Odell Higgins uh, recruit, the defensive tackle, uh, four-star he had the quote of the day, right? Yeah, he won the day. <laughs> he won the day. And uh, Manny comes off as pretty direct and uh, not really going to sugarcoat, just going to say kind of what's on his mind. I don't think he meant this, like, super negatively, but uh, the quote is the quote. And he was basically asked about this this visit, uh, what was different. And he said that the coaches and the, the, the head coaches, the vibe is, is essentially different. And when he was asked to kind of uh, elaborate on it, uh, the quote was, uh, the head coach and them, they're way different than Coach Taggart. I know he's going to be here. That's Mike Norvell. Uh, and he wants to win way more than Coach Taggart wants to. Uh, that's that's the quote. I, and, and you know, I think some people are like, oh. Just trying to be honest. Some people's reaction initially was, well, Coach Taggart wants to win too. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's what he means. I think it's more he sees a path to winning uh, with, with Coach Norvell and sees more. Of that, I don't know. This is how I would interpret it. Here's an odd addition to that. You know why Manny stayed committed to FSU despite coaching fluctuation? Odell Higgins. Odell Higgins? Wow. He was going to FSU as long as Odell Higgins was here. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And There's the other thing I think people want to know about Manny is whether or not he's going to play offensive line. He will, play, he will play defensive line. I interjected into the conversation to simply ask him if he thought Odell Higgins would beat up somebody <laughs> if they tried to take him from the D-line. And, and he, he said yes. And said yes. So yeah, uh, he's yeah. playing D-line. D- defensive line. And they need defensive linemen very he's bad. As much as they need offensive linemen, they need – he, yeah, he is well, huge. And that's kind of what I've been saying. I mean, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Like your need at defensive tackle is so great that moving him to offensive tackle, yeah, it, he might be able to play offensive tackle, but like you're still – you've got major pro- – you can't. This one doesn't stretch like that. Yeah. Yes. You're taking away from one problem to try to fix another. Yeah. That's what he said. As the saying goes. Yes. Shut up. I just come on. Let's get out of here. I've been around you guys way too much today. Your blood sugar low. Yeah, uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Grubhub. <laughs> Hopefully they're not a sponsor. Jay, I'm a cluster. 
Uh, I'm someone who came off as extremely ecstatic, I think, after the, after the official visit. Uh, seemed like he had a great time. Everything he was hoping for more or less confirmed. And then some, I know he spoke highly of, uh, of Coach Norvell after his in-home a few days ago. I think just everything kind of, Chris's favorite term, boxes checked, right? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was good. Uh, anything newsy with him? I, he talked to Coach Fuller, came off impressed with, with him. We talked about the cluster. Yes. Uh, so the, the the only notable with him was he does intend to sign on Wednesday, but he's unsure now if he'll be an early enrollee. That's the plan. Um, he's just got to get his credits line. You know, it, it comes down to transcripts. Um, he said he's working on it, so we'll see. We'll continue to uh, follow him, but... He fully intends to sign regardless on Wednesday. Where would he line up here positionally? What did he say? He, he kind he of said, said star. He star. said well, they don't call it the star he in said, this. He said but, he goes, they're going to yeah. use me in the star position. I can't remember what he yeah. calls it, but yeah. it's that. He said the role is similar to name is yeah. different. Field, name is different. Field side linebacker, I guess. Uh, Jadarius McKnight, he does exist, guys. He does exist. Uh, what was the news with him, Chris? Six foot 215, and he likes to hit people. He's a guy that would definitely play like a strong safety type role and come downhill. He saw FSU. He said he's probably not going to sign early because he wants to sign with someone who he referred to as like his brother. I feel like he used to say that about a certain guy that's now at Texas A&M too, if I remember correctly. <laughs> but he's going to sign in uh, February signing period with that guy. But he intends to sign with FSU. And Quayshon Fuller did come in at Fort Myers guy. Yeah, they, and they hung out with him. It was pretty cool after to see. McKnight's ready to roll out. They're in the uh, Escalese, ready to roll out. And uh, Quayshon pops out of the building and pops his head in the window, and they ended up talking for a good 15, 20 minutes. Pleasantries, you know, between both parties. Jadarius says one of the adults with him was, like, you know, thinking of Equation or something like that. It just was cool. It, yeah. It showed, like, you know, these two guys are from the same neighborhood, same area, and just uh, thoughts of, you know, it's good to see that it's kind of family-ish. Stephen Dix Jr., the uh, Dr. Phillips Orlando prospect, the linebacker, three stars, been committed for a while. Uh, sounded like he was solid in. Yeah, he didn't know who the linebacker coach would be. He said probably going to end up on the inside, could play outside if they want him to, but he's played inside most of his career. Um, definitely sounds comfortable in that role. That's where he's going to be. He's a very, very solid commitment. He was up here, I believe, some family members as well as his high school coach, I believe, was with him. Uh, no, Coach Wells wasn't here, was he? I thought I saw Coach uh, Wells. I would know. Played for him. Tom, Tom, Thomas Schrader, it'd be funny if he was. Uh, I wasn't paying a lot of attention at that point, though. Thomas Schrader, uh, three star offensive tackle from Venice. Uh, I'm trying to think of the news with him. Basically, he came in. Uh, one of the things that we talked about with him was uh, the offensive line coach, who it's going to be. Uh, he wouldn't give us the names, or I guess he said he didn't know names, but uh, did say that Coach Norvell had a plan and had a couple guys in line. If one didn't work out, he'd go down to the other. Uh, felt pretty good after being kind of concerned about his recruitment and not sure, I guess, where things stood given the transition of the coaching staff. Uh, he leaves us feeling much better. I uh, didn't say for sure whether he was going to sign on Wednesday, but got so he's going to make that decision t- in the tonight. Next 24 hours, yeah, yeah, I think by today. Uh, and I think he will. I think he will too. But he's just we'll, more. I think we'll one, on he, he comes off as someone who wants to talk about it with his family, and, and yeah, so and he had about it. both brothers, mommy and dad, would yeah. So it's a family affair. And he case. again came off impressed with Coach Norvell, and, and all indications are. I asked him which position he thought he would play. All he, five. He said he could play all five. I think he's going to end up an interior guy. He could definitely be a center because he's a. All right. Speaking of, you want to just make everyone a guard. Uh, speaking of interior guys, this was one center. of the one of the more interesting. Uh, it was. This is something you don't see very often. That's Alex Akavich comes, uh, the, the three star uh, offensive lineman from Bradenton IMG Academy. He comes to the official visit, committed to Florida State, leaves it decommitted. What happened there, guys? Well, he handled it like a very mature adult. I was very impressed For by sure. him speaking when he walked out. 
the conversation was essentially FSU, from a numbers standpoint, does not make sense for them to take him, believing he is a guard, when they have needs at positions like running back, DN. I know he specifically mentioned running back as one of the positions where they need to use numbers. So they were up front. He, you know, Indiana was mentioned. Rutgers was mentioned. UCF was mentioned. He's got some options. He's got to figure out real quick whether or not he's signing early and if one of those is the option he can take. He's been to Indiana recently. He almost committed to Rutgers right before FSU became available to him, and he committed to FSU. But obviously Rutgers has had a coaching change since then. But I don't think Rutgers is going to tell a kid bye, you know, in this case. Um, but, I mean, that's tough. I'm kind of surprised they didn't try to go in home and do that instead of having him come up here and do that. But I thought he handled himself really well. He'll land fine on his feet. Yeah, but that's not a fun situation. All right, Lawrence Philly. Uh, Josh, I'm going to kick it to you real quick for transparency. If you hear typing, it's Josh. Don't get mad at me. Josh? <laughs> um, Lawrence Tofilly came out. Now, Lawrence was originally going to visit in January because he, he intends to sign in February. All of that changed in the last week. Um, his coach tipped me off to it on Wednesday. He said Lawrence is headed up to FSU this weekend, might be signing on Wednesday. So... He comes out, he has a folder in his hand, which I'm 99% sure was his letter of intent. Those folders are the letters of intent because Zane Herring said yeah, that. Yeah, I, I know what it was. Okay. And, I, and I asked him, <laughs> I, go, I asked him, I, we were mid-interview, and, and I was asking about his eligibility and all that, and I said, what's that in your hand? And he got a big smile on his face, and he looked at it, and he goes, oh, some papers that Coach gave us on our way out. So um, I, I asked if he's going to sign Wednesday. He said he was a little bit unsure, but... FSU is where he wants to be. I think this visit put it over the top um, as far as him getting the signing out of the way. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if he signs Wednesday. You know, you know, outside a folder, Kendall Dennis. I'm just saying. <laughs> and and you can you can a school like you could go to signing day with five letters of intent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not. They're like hats. Heck, yeah. there's been instances of kids signing too. <laughs> Moms are in away with that them. It's true. Uh, recruiting. All right, one of the other big developments from the day, news-wise, Demore Tate was someone who a lot of schools were hot after, uh, especially as things kind of derailed from the, from the recruitment process with Willie Taggart leaving. He comes, has a great time, says he's shutting it down. He uh, he also had a had a folder with National Letter Intent in it. Mm-hmm. He's going to sign with Florida State on, on Wednesday. To me, that's the, the biggest development of the day right now that we know of. Yeah, Fair. cornerback or nickel at the next level is what he said he'd probably end up being. Could also play safety, safety. if they asked yeah. him, but cornerback or nickel is what he said he thought he was. That's the top commit in the class who you go ahead and shut it down. Oh, that's a huge win for, for Coach Norvell and the staff. Uh, DeMore Tate came away very impressed with uh, with defensive co- coordinator Coach Fuller. Uh, consistent theme guys seem to really like Coach Fuller. Uh, also spoke glowingly of Odell Higgins, how big he was to his recruitment. Uh, basically called him like a father figure for him, too. Says he loves that man. Odell was on him early and wanted to keep him. He was him the first one to offer him, and I don't think that DeMaury Tate forgot that. Yeah, and he wanted to keep him hidden as long as he possibly could. Mm-hmm. Freedom's not a particularly good program, but DeMaury's a special player. Yep. Yep. So that's, to me, that that's the biggest one of the day right now that we know of. Uh, Zane Herring from Madison, not a whole lot to go after. Zane's been a really good. Uh, really ambassador good vote. Yeah, ambassador. Program. Yes, perfect. Perfectly said. That's the word I was thinking of. I was going to say endorsement of the program, and I knew that wasn't accurate. Uh, so nothing huge from from Zay. We can move on. But signing early. Yeah, he's signing early and, and, enrolling. and enrolling early. Yep, good to have. Uh, Jakai Douglas. Uh, who got Jakai for us? Was that you, I Chris? I, that that was many, early. Many hours ago. It, feel, it feels like, it feels like days ago. ago at this point. Um, 
Douglas is solid. He's a Ron Dugans guy. He loves him some Ron Dugans. He was solid even when things weren't going well here. He did visit TCU last week, but he said today that he's pretty confident he's signing with FSU on Wednesday. And by pretty confident, I'd be really surprised if he didn't sign with FSU. If he had to re-put in a crystal ball, would it be for Florida State? Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And he, he's a slot receiver. He hung out with Keyshawn Hilton on a visit, liked it. You know, two guys I can talk about, same craft, what they do on the field. Um, Keyshawn's – talk about a good ambassador for Florida right. State. Keyshawn's awesome on the, on the, on the visits. Yeah. Douglas Saul guy always comes with, I believe it's mom and dad. Same same folks always with him on the visits. Um, so they've been able to kind of, you know, follow the process as one entity. Extra points for Ja'Kai Douglas. It was like 45 degrees out this morning. He arrived on campus in shorts. Always in shorts. I like it. I, like, I, mean, here on Friday I proposed, I proposed on to my wife in shorts. I can respect it. Uh, <laughs> Malachi Weidman. Josh? He's locked in. Uh, I got no Woo! questions that Malachi Weidman will be a seminal on Wednesday. Um, enjoyed his visit with the FSU staff as much as he did with the uh, the football staff, as much as he did with the basketball staff. Um, went over there, had an opportunity to have dinner with Coach Hamilton and also meet some of the players. So um, it's a foregone conclusion. Malachi is going to sign with Florida State on Wednesday, but he will not be enrolling until the summer because he intends to play basketball in the spring at his school. Um, and and graduate in the spring. So he's locked in. That's good. He's a playmaker. Did he talk about academic progress at all? Malachi's always been one on the record. You know, every everything that I hear from him and the people around him are that he's good. Ooh, he and came you know, off as the most thoughtful guy that we spoke oh, to today. He always Part of the reason he ended up at Venice was to get it in order. To get it in order, to get away from some of the stuff he was around and just kind of have a fresh start for his senior year. He seems really upbeat. The people around him seem really upbeat. Um, I'll look into it more because, like we said, he's not an early enrollee, so we really won't know for a while. But everybody tells me and assures me that he's going to be okay. All right. Let's see. Almost done here. Almost done. We'll take a quick break. Power through, buddy. Power right. through. Carter Boatwright, this. the tight end. Chris, you exchanged uh, messages with him? I enjoyed every minute I was around him. He brings great energy everywhere he goes, and he's really fun to be around. He just, will just to sign make, with FSU next week. <laughs> just to make sure you didn't clarify that was you. You, you weren't saying that about Carter Boatwright. You were saying as Carter I thought Boatwright. you were saying that. I, that's oh, what I thought, too. Well, I'm about sure that's true about if I spend more time with Carter Boatwright. But I was talking about Carter Boatwright. Right. I'm talking about Mike Norvell. He will sign Wednesday. He will enroll early. He is done to FSU. He tweeted it. The whole world has seen it. All right. I was Lord, like, Jesus, yeah, Chris Nee's turning really, over. I really like that kid. That's what I'm really saying. <laughs> He's saying some really glowing things about another human. Wow. <laughs> have you ever met? Have you even met Carter Boatwright? Yeah, come on. Uh, okay. Carter's All right, we don't. Yeah. Oh, your son's name's Carter. That's why you like him. It all that makes too. sense. Yeah, I'm all You're about fond of the name. Mm, found the connection. Lloyd Willis uh, is the final guy we're in talking Sleepy, about. Sleepy, baby. I, uh, what? Uh, he always looks sleepy. He does. Today he told me he was legitimately sleepy. That was sleepy. earlier the other day. The when I brought it up to him, he just said he always looks that way. Um, <laughs> he just has sleepy eyes. 6'7", uh, big boy, 3'10". He's an offensive tackle who will need to be developed, but he's wanting to be developed at FSU. He's looking forward to coming here. He wants to put in the work. He really liked Coach Norvell a lot. He's looking forward to learning who he will play for positionally, and he's ready to get to work. He's got a sign early. He is. He mentioned he kind of hopes to enroll early, but it didn't sound like that the progress had been made that you usually would expect by this time of year for a guy to enroll early. All right, let's take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to recap the visit weekend, and we're get into a guy who wasn't here over the weekend but did commit to Florida State. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we're back on the bench wrapping things up here as we recap Florida State's first official visit weekend under Coach Mike Norvell. Uh, I do want to get into a big picture what we kind of viewed with Coach Norvell and what guys said about him, common themes, whatnot from the weekend. But, But real quick, let's get into the commitment of Tate Rodemaker, the three-star quarterback from Valdosta, obviously Florida State. With uh, when we had the the Jeff Sims, uh, we had the Jeff. S- Did we talk about Tate Rodemaker already? When no, we, we have. Not. I'm making sure here. They're all blurring together. We're doing a lot you had of your Friday morning pod, but he had not committed at that point. He committed Friday evening. That's right. That's right. All right. Know, so Tate, I, it has been uh, also on the bench top sixty-one podcast. Amongst all sports but who's podcasts, checking actually. every ten minutes. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Take that fine bomb. <laughs> uh, Rodemaker goes ahead and commits to Florida State on Friday evening. Uh, obviously, this was a couple days after the Jeff Sims decommitment uh, with Coach Charvel. Common theme of being direct, basically telling Jeff uh, it may be better for you to explore other options. So you lose Jeff Sims, you get Tate Rodemaker. Guys, what are your general thoughts on that recruitment? And, uh, and what we know about Tate right now. Uh, it's a guy that Norvell zeroed in on, did not hesitate, offered him, got him on campus, got him committed. Uh, threw for over 3,200 yards last season as a senior. 43 touchdowns to just nine interceptions. So the production's there. Uh, he's done it at, you know, a quality level of, of competition. That's the highest level in South Georgia. Yeah, right? that's so good football. So you can't knock that. And um, I think it's a, it's a good start. I'm not going to say it's going to solve FSU's quarterback woes. He's not going to be a guy that we – See, make an impact next season, but you got to start somewhere. I like it. Let's go. Let's go sign some more quarterbacks. I like that. This is a kid that FSU offered within the hour of Jeff Sims decommitting. Before, Before no, right? you, you, they just prior to a thirty minutes, but all yeah. of that happened within an hour. Yes. Of one night. Again, organization having the plan. You get them on campus immediately. He originally had plans to go somewhere else over the weekend. Baylor, Northwestern had both been mentioned. He told me Baylor was the destination. You get him in, you get him to visit. Dillingham's connected at the hip with him. You, he's your guy. You target him, you want him, you got him, you locked him up. But at the same time, you have another quarterback coming right on the heels of him who you're also trying to sign. It's, pr- it's probably good they didn't have them both Presumably at the same Presumably you're up front with both of them. That, our goal is to bring in two of you guys and potentially a grad transfer and because I mean, we got to make over that room. The last staff was up front with Jeff Sims. that They were only going to recruit Jeff Sims. 
And I think, you know, that's kind of a, a, a shock to the system. You've had a coach that's been recruiting you for over a year telling you you are the only guy. And now you got a whole other coach coming in saying, well, you might not be the guy and we're going to bring in all these other guys. So it's understandable. But if you are a guy like Norvell, that's going to be brutally honest to your your franchise quarterback that's committed and you better have a plan. And, and it seems like he did. So I, I like it. Is it a um, good plan? Well, that we'll find out. I mean, if this kid never plays, it's not a good plan. But we do we do like his game uh, for for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, tall, lean kid, pretty good delivery for a guy in high school. Son of a coach. Um, <laughs> Thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> that hurts. He's turning over a new lead. <laughs> I love I love Carter Boatwright. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do think we like his game. We did a scouting report on him, and we all have a chance to to go over and watch the highlights so far. He looks he looks the part. And Which is nice. The company, 247, likes him a great deal. He's actually the 14th-ranked pro-style quarterback, according to the company. He's 27th in the composite. I don't know if it's Rivals or ESPN that's dragging down the composite, but 247 as an individual Probably is quite high on I'm not throwing stones. I don't know which one it is. I just know he's 14th in our <laughs> We talked about this briefly on the last podcast, but he's someone who Mike Norvell identified early on at Memphis, liked a lot at Memphis, wasn't able to get him to Memphis. Obviously, when you wear the... You know, when you wear the FSU garnet and gold, you opens up some yeah. some doors, especially for kids in South Florida. And signing early and expect expectation is he's enrolling early too. Uh, what's going on with Tobias Braun, Josh? What's the deal with that? He came for the official. He came. He visited with Randy Clements. <laughs> then he I think, him, I think him and Randy might have gone off on the same plane. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Randy um, Clements was not here today on Sunday, or at least we did not see him around campus. Uh, Mark Snyder was here. The last time we saw Randy was on Friday. We did see him on Friday. We never saw him yesterday. We never saw him today. Yeah, we've seen Kendall Bryles. We've seen Mark Snyder. We've seen Harlan Barnett. We've seen Raymond Woody. So, you sure you saw Mark Snyder? I did. I definitely did. I'm just doing this to agitate Snow and see if he punches me live on air. No, well, it's not live because we're recording this. I was given bad information by someone with another publication, will not be named at practice. They said, uh, Mark Snyder's not here. So I asked about Mark Snyder. I didn't realize, I didn't know if I saw him or not. I was like, all right, well, I'll ask about it. I asked Odell Higgins about it yesterday. Odell goes, who? <laughs> Mark Snyder? Very meekly. So when he, Odell walked he, in this morning, we he's let here. Know, we let he's him been know here. We saw Snyder. Yeah, we told Odell and that he just saw, shook his head as known. Yeah, I really brought a lot of value to twenty four seven sports. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on Tobias Braun, just to close that one out, he went to Mem. Oh, or, I'm sorry, Ole Miss this weekend for an official visit. I don't think they've had an update with him yet. He was tossing around whether or not he would sign early when I spoke to him the other day after the FSU visit. You know, he's a kid. He's from Germany. His parents aren't over here. He's at a prep academy. He's actually leaning on Warner a good bit in this process. Jordan Warner, folks. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he's unsure how it's going to play out. But it wouldn't shock me if he signs with FSU or Ole Miss after this week. And Cade Renfro was at Ole Miss this weekend. Jeff Lebby is there. Yeah. Uh, I say that because Cade Renfro was at Florida State last weekend when all the transition was happening. My guess is he's probably going to Ole Miss. I think the staff would accept a commitment from him. They like him, but I'm not sure that, that that's – them going after after Chubba Purdy I think is telling to me with what they're expecting. So uh, let's see. Trying to go think about – is it Tobias or Tobias? I said Tobias. I would say Tobias. Yeah, need butchered that one. You say Tobias. He's German. Did I say Tobias? Tobias? You said Tobias. I meant to- Tobias. <laughs> uh, should have meant Tobias. I'm tired, man. Very. 
All right, wrapping this up. I'm going to go sleep on a bench. You live there now. This is your home. The common themes. Let's talk about real quick. The common themes. This was Mike Norvell's first official visit weekend. As we've noted, that'll probably be the title of the podcast. Uh, I kept getting the feeling from guys. Legitimately, this is something that they offered up when you ask about them. This is now something when you talk to current players about them. Uh, when you talk to David Coburn about them. Anyone who's talked so far from Florida State related on record about Mike Norvell talks about his energy. And apparently that was something that every single person we talked to today uh, said he had tons of energy. Anything else you guys want to add about, about what you gleaned from today? I think it's incredibly important that FSU got every commitment on campus and has done a good job of securing an early signature from the vast majority of them, and I suspect that all but maybe one or two will sign early. So those are birds in hand, work done. You can focus on other things when January rolls around. Yeah. <laughs> we lost Josh about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, we did. After the Tobias-Tobias conversation, he was just done. Four, four, no, no, we're done. I hate Merry you guys. Christmas. <laughs> 24-7's on the bench podcast. This is Brendan Stone. Josh, Chris, it was great seeing you guys. Bye.